Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The attitudes expressed are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised, there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. Welcome back. This recovery sort of. This is our two-year anniversary. And we still didn't have cake. Wow, amazing. Right. I didn't realize. Two years, 104 episodes, week after week after week. We found a way around vacations <laughs> and everything else. Uh, so congratulations to us. Maybe if we do this for another 26 years, we'll have a strong following. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. A couple more years, we'll yeah. double. <laughs> recovery sort of i'm jason i am a guy still trying to understand what the hell the traditions are talking about and i'm billy i'm a person in long-term recovery and we're on tradition 10 mm. which is uh tradition 10 narcotics anonymous well or whatever yes. fill in your a fellowship <laughs> has no opinion on outside issues hence the na name ought never be drawn into public controversy so this will be about three minutes long right <laughs> yeah. perfect it's just what we need this week. Um, so, has no opinion on outside issues. I think that's useful, right? We talk about the things that bring different organizations or companies down. We look at our political climate now and how, you know, the chief executive officers of some companies can take their whole company stock share down just by sharing their yeah. beliefs and right. their opinions about the way things should go and the debate about... Should Coca-Cola be able to have an opinion about, you know, abortion or not? Or like, right. it's what are they sharing on their social media? Right, right, right. And I think there's a lot of discrepancies in what we believe, right? On one hand, we're like, you know, people, these companies, these actors and actresses, these important famous people shouldn't have a say, right? They should shut up and act. They should shut up and play football and all that. But at the same time, they have a national stage to share an opinion and, do they have a right to it and a right to do that? And But either way, their brand, whether it's an actor, an actress, a company, their brand is affected by what they share, right? You might have people who say, your beliefs don't line up with mine. I don't like that you're all for this particular belief, and now I'm not going to use your product or support you anymore. And I think for the A fellowships, that helps to not have any of those opinions. We don't have to dissuade anyone from coming right nobody has to feel like oh i don't know if i want to go there they believe in that shit over there like there's right. none of that we don't as a fellowship or program we have zero opinions on anything other than we hope our program helps you basically i guess right. our primary purpose and that we come together to help any addict that's seeking recovery in this way hopefully right. get it <laughs> yeah yeah so what what does the literature have to say about that? Uh, so our basic text wasn't overly enlightening. It actually was fairly short and pretty straightforward. It shared a lot about that. We stick to what we know, you mm. know. Um, in the another book we have, it works how and why. It has a tradition section, and in that, I found a lot more stuff that gets a little more interesting. Not quite so boring. That was like um, last month too. Yeah, it's very much like that. The first part of that comes basically their introduction to what you were just talking about. And it says Narcotics Anonymous is a society of recovering addicts who help one another stay clean by applying certain principles, certain spiritual principles. Our primary purpose as groups and as a fellowship is to offer that same help to any addict seeking recovery. Aside from that, NA has no opinion whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that so, sounds like yeah, it wraps sums it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> cool. What else did it say? So then it goes on to say, but there are a great number of addiction-related issues that others might expect a worldwide society of recovering addicts to take a position on. What is NA's opinion, we are sometimes asked, on the addiction treatment industry, on the 12-step fellowship, the legalization of drugs, addiction-related illnesses, and all the rest? Our answer, according to the... 10th tradition is that our groups and our fellowship take no position pro or con in any issue except the NA program itself. Right. So 
you know, basically what it means is, you know, telling people they should go to a treatment center, they need to go to a 28-day program, they need to go to a long-day program, you know, a longer program, right. they need to go inpatient, outpatient, IOP, whatever fucking court says, you know, you none of that shit. You pet horses out back, that's what's right. really going to get you clean. <laughs> right, whether you should go to a halfway house or not, you know, or whether a three-quarter house is better than, you know, NA doesn't have an opinion on any of that shit. It, it, not good or bad, whether it works, whether you should, whether you shouldn't do it. Um, that makes no difference to the quality or access or, or opportunity that the program has to offer you. I feel like that ties a lot into not endorsing or lending the NA name to related facilities or outside enterprises. Uh, very similar idea, right? We don't want to taint what we think or who wants to come to see us by what we believe works or doesn't work at. Is it really different than that? I feel like the outside issues might go broader than just talking about endorsing or financing like a treatment center or something like that. But I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that doesn't have to do with treatment centers or should drugs be legalized that we would actually have some sort of opinion about, but I guess we don't, we don't really say that other programs or methods of being clean don't work it's just not our way right or even things like harm reduction you know what i mean like there's a big movement for harm reduction and and needle exchange or needle programs and you know fentanyl test strips and giving you know aid to sex workers who are involved in addiction like the program of narcotics anonymous doesn't have an opinion whether that's good or bad. It's individual members might have opinions, but the program <laughs> itself doesn't care about those things. And that's definitely something not to be mistaken about. This is that the program itself, correct, does not have an opinion. That right. does not mean that every motherfucking member doesn't have an opinion about it because right. they do. <laughs> and that does actually comes up a little bit later in, okay. in some of this. But right, that the you know, you can be a member of Narcotics Anonymous. You know, if you're an addict and you're here seeking recovery through, you know, then you are welcome and you have every opportunity that everyone else has. And, and I guess spirit our, of it. Right. And I guess our own personal opinions would tie into to next month's tradition. Right. So say we did. we Well, we do. We all have our own personal opinions and say we were really outspoken about that. And people knew at the level of press, radio and films that we were a member of this program, our uh, personal opinions could come across as the opinions of the program, right? It, it right. could be mistaken. And so both of those tie in together. Well, we keep the fact that we're in this specific program quiet. So that way we're allowed to share our opinions and it doesn't taint this specific program. Right. And, and I've learned for myself anyway, that that's how spiritual principles sort of work. Like they work together with mm. each other. None of them works in a vacuum by itself. Like they right. complement and build off each other. And that old idea that like, you know, honesty alone can turn into almost, you know, brutal honesty or, or abuse if I'm just, you know, slamming you in the face with right. some truth with no like compassion or love or empathy behind it, it doesn't feel very good. <laughs> well, yeah. And if you think like, okay, if I was just open-minded and nothing else, well, now I might start believing all kinds of random crazy shit that people are telling me or try to believe too many different ways to do something and not be able to focus on one. And so it's like, I need these other principles to tie in with that of like, maybe steadfastness or consistency. So I can be open-minded, but I don't have to, you know, start practicing some belief that really isn't necessarily mine in my backyard just because I, I heard it somewhere. Right. That's interesting. So spiritual principles don't work alone. Is that a hard rule? Can we, can we I say mean, I don't that? think it's a hard rule, but I think in general, <laughs> I, in, in I like our rules, literature, Billy. there is somewhere in there where it says spiritual principles are never in conflict mm. that, you know, that's something that it says. Ooh, we might have to argue that one in now. our literature. You know, we might have to and find a, a conflict between yeah, them now. Right. <laughs> so again, I can be honest, but if I'm being loving, caring, and compassionate with my honesty, you know, versus like brutal honesty, right. you know, that's an easy one to kind of see. And yeah. I, I think this goes back to when we were talking about um, enabling. You know, I think that's where that enabling idea comes in. It's like, well, you know, if mm -hmm. I'm just 
helping someone to get high for the sake of helping them to get high, I don't know that that's in and of itself is a good thing. Right. But if I'm trying to like love someone and, and help them and I'm applying some of these other principles of discernment of like, well, no, I'm not going to, you know, put you in danger. You know, that's mm-hmm. you got to try to balance those things out for yourself. But just saying, well, I love you, so I'm going to do whatever you need me to do to get high that there's a you know yeah, you got to balance yeah, yeah. that out well and, and from the other side of that a little bit i think if i heard you correctly uh, thinking back to the enabling episode it's like i don't think our goal is to say it's about not enabling or enabling right it's not right. i don't think we want to come into it like oh am i enabling or am i not enabling which side of this fence do i stand on it's more just about like what does this situation call for what's right. good for me what best can i do to assist the other party and let me go from there. It's not just like this idea of like, oh, well, I need to be totally about their comfort or I need to be totally about tough love. Like neither of those is probably right. <laughs> right. I need to be somewhere in that, that, you know, what Buddhism would say, the middle path of like, well, let me do what's right for me and hopefully some things that are right for you and, and hopefully that works. Right. So now here's where we start getting into, uh, we'll venture into the little more controversial sides of this because believe it or not, there are, oh, I yeah. guess, a are little you? bit more controversial sides of this and this will be a little more fun for some people. So it <laughs> says, however, even in explaining our own program in public, we may find ourselves treading on controversial ground. NA's views on total abstinence, on the possibility of recovery in society without long-term institutionalization, on the disease concept of addiction, even our broad view on spirituality are not met with universal acceptance. Correct. So, you know, NA does take a opinion stance on some of these subjects, you mm-hmm. know, we and that's wrong to say. They don't have an opinion on it. We so let's take the the method. The one where it comes up is <laughs> You know, the drug replacement therapy, I mm-hmm. think now they got a There's a new name for it now, isn't it? Uh, is it? Medi- it's not medicated Medi- assisted treatment anymore. But when it comes to, to like that specifically, like NA doesn't have an opinion on whether you should or shouldn't do that, whether it's good or bad, whether it works or doesn't work. Like it doesn't have an opinion on that. What Narcotics Anonymous opinion is that we read in our literature is that our program is a program of, you know, we don't treat addiction with a drug, hmm. basically. Yeah, no, but that's weird, right? So, and I get it. We don't take a stance. We we can say we don't officially say that our way is right or that this way is better than another. But really, I mean, you know, the whole concept of action speak louder than words, right? By us saying this is our program and this is the way we work it. We really are having an opinion about the way we think works. I mean, whether we want to say it's our opinion, whether we want to say it's the right way, if we thought it was the wrong way, we wouldn't do it. If we thought there was more than one right way, we might be accepting of all of them, maybe. I can kind of see a little debate But that's where the no opinion comes in, is we don't say this is the only way that works, this is the best way that works. We just say, look, here is a path that we have found that has worked for many of us, and if you try this path, it might just work for you too. Mm. It's available to all. It's free. You know what I mean? You can come in and do it. But it's like for me that the idea that I think of is it's like you know the keto diet or the Atkins diet, and someone says, "Hey, this diet is great. It can help you in all these ways." And then someone comes in and goes, "Well, yeah, that Atkins diet is great, but..." I'm going to eat bread because I like bread, so I'm going to eat bread. And then you go, well, the whole diet works on the premise that you don't have all these carbs. You know, it it, it mm-hmm. kind of works by not eating carbs. That's what makes it work. And then you go, yeah, but I like bread and I can get healthy bread. And you know what I mean? There's, I, I'll go with seven grain whole wheat bread that's not bad for you. You know, like, yeah, it's like, but- yeah, but it. It's not the way that's supposed to work. But how many things do you try in your life that aren't the best and you stick with them? Like you you could say, I have no opinion about how to get to work in the mornings. Like you could bicycle, you could take a bus, you could walk, you could jog, you could take a car. 
But if I look at your life, I'm going to say, well, I obviously know the opinion Billy holds. He believes the car is the best way because that's the way he takes every day, right? Like if all these other ones were viable and, and also just as good, you would do some of them and you don't for a reason. Right. But I say the guy that rides a bike, I don't go, well, that guy's dumb. He rides a bike. I'm like, you don't no, think that I when wish it's like I snowing the... outside? What's that? <laughs> you don't think that when it's snowing outside? <laughs> Look at that idiot riding his bike. I, there's a lady that jogs every fucking day. I see her on my way to work every day when I take my kids uh-huh. to school and stuff. She's out there in the rain and the snow. Hmm. And I'm like, they got indoor treadmills. I run on an indoor <laughs> treadmill. Yeah, But I don't think any worse of her. I'm like, man, she's fucking getting it. Like, uh-huh. good for her. That's fucking awesome. Like, that's, she's got a real fucking commitment there. Like, so, I can look at that and not have an opinion that she's. Okay. Think about this one, though, right? So we don't have an opinion on whether medical assisted treat medicine is medically assisted medicine assisted. I don't know. Whatever. Medically. M.A.T.s. (laughs) We don't have an opinion on whether they are also a functional way. So why couldn't they also work our program while being on that? Why? How would that? So and now this gets into my opinion (laughs) that about me having an opinion comes a little later is. I would consider working the program with someone who was on some sort of medicated assisted treatment in the right circumstance. Again, right. that's not a all for, you know, the fl- flip side of that is I would be honest with them in saying that our program typically, you know, it's for abstinence-based recovery. We don't treat addiction, you know, the, the spiritual growth that you get requires a level of awareness that I think medicated assisted treatment numbs out. And I'm not making a judgment on that person whether they should or shouldn't stop. I'm just saying as far as I know, if it the way I know that it works, mm-hmm. it tells me it doesn't necessarily work. So I can't say that you're going to get the same thing that we promise because you're doing something a little different. Well, but even in your statement there, the way that I understand that it works, that way doesn't. That's like the opinion that this way works and other ways don't. Well, if you want this, maybe you want something else. I mean, I I guess for me, I'm just thinking if we said the 12 steps work, hey, we kind of think maybe they work better when you're completely abstinent, but they work like this community, this being around people living a different life. This is good for people in general, whether you are on MATs or not. The opinion become like if that's our opinion that other ways can work and we believe that and our 12 steps are useful, well, we would let everyone come in and work our 12 steps and celebrate their own version to clean time and it wouldn't affect us at all. But we don't because our opinion is that this is the way that works and we're not so sure if those ways do or not. See, and I think that's sort of a, that's in my understanding, that's a little bit twisted. We don't have an opinion that this is the only way that works. We say, look, this is what we're doing and what we're about. And you know what I mean? Like you can do whatever you want over there. I don't have an opinion that any of the other A's is better than the other or that celebrate recovery is somehow Mm -hmm. less than what I'm doing here. Like I, my personal belief is that people that can relate to that religious aspects to celebrate recovery can find spiritual growth and development and enlightenment and get anything that I'm getting here, you can get there if you have a connection to Jesus and you're a Christian. Like, I don't think that, well, they're really missing something or there's something Hmm. less there or more here or there's more there and less here. Like, just my personal opinion is... No, that's just a different path to the same goal. They've just found a way that works for them that's in alignment with their values and beliefs and spiritual structure, and they get the support that they need. And the reason it works the way that it works is because they have these shared values and beliefs. And that, to me, is beautiful. Like, that's a great thing. I'm glad they're over there doing that. But I shouldn't... I can't go there or I don't feel like I have a right to go there and be like, well, you guys would be great if you get rid of this fucking Jesus character because I don't believe in him at all. And I want what you have, but I don't want this Jesus piece. So you got to chuck that out. Like, No, I get that. But it's interesting. What, what stuck out about your explanation was that you kept saying uh, we don't have an opinion 
and we don't think, you know, all these other ways might work, do them over there. <laughs> like to me, that's an opinion. It's like, well, your way might be fine, but keep it the fuck away from here. Right. Because this is our way. And that to me, it's, I, I'm sold on the idea that it's definitely an opinion. It's unstated. We might not go around saying that ours is the best or, or that you can't be a part of it, but it's an opinion. This way works. If you want to do it another way, that's fine, but keep it the fuck away from our way. Well, that's where I believe these traditions work together when we go back and build on each other. We don't say, or I, I, I should stop saying we. My understanding of this <laughs> is that you can come here all you want if you are on medicated assisted treatment. Welcome. Please come. Please be a part of what we have to offer. But our experience and the way our program is is written and understood and, and the way we know that it works is through not treating addiction with a substance. So, you know, that's just not what we're doing here. We're doing something a little bit different. But you are welcome to come here. You are welcome to share. If a person comes in and smokes fucking pot or does heroin and comes in every day and says, man, I relapsed again. Man, I relapsed again. Man, I relapsed again. We don't say, well, you're not welcome here anymore. You shouldn't come back. We say, welcome. Keep coming back, man. Keep keep working. We appreciate, you know, or hopefully. I mean, hopefully. I don't, I'm sure there's some people that tell people <laughs> not to. But again, we start with unity and then our primary purpose and that every addict is welcome here no matter what. It doesn't matter the status of what you're doing. Yeah, we say welcome. Come be a part of us. We'll also belittle you and tell you you're not clean because you're not by our definition. But that's where you're ignoring the other traditions that we have that say we don't do that. Well, the traditions uh, have no rules, according to what we've understood. So it's No, like, they have spiritual principles that we're supposed to be practicing in accordance with, you know. I, no matter how many spiritual principles I want to practice, and, and, I, and I don't want to take us too far down this path before getting on to the next one, but I guess for me, my understanding is if we're telling somebody they are not clean, that's going to keep them apart from us, no matter how welcoming and how much we say welcome, come be a part of us. If we're deciding what your clean time is or what it looks like or what factors go into whether you are or not, that's our opinion about what works best or, or what works for us, and we're not it's, uh, it's an unstated opinion. I, I mean, it, I get it's not really an outside issue. It's kind of an inside issue. But we've taken a stance on it with that memo about drugs used in replacement to treat drug addiction uh, from the way we explained it, even though I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense looking at it a little more technically. But that's that's where we went with it. And so I, those people who come in, yeah, welcome, be a part of, but we're also going to not let you practice these things that you believe in. Mm. I mean, so as I understand it, I don't believe it says you can't. Like, nowhere in here does it say you can't work steps if you're using. That's not in any of our literature. No, it just says you're not clean. Right. So you're dirty. Mm, I mean... You dirty fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, be a part of dirty. Right. It's a little... Uh... Well, anybody can take it, and, and there's an actual... gets. There's another quote I was going to read in a little okay. bit that sort of addresses that a little bit. It's like, no matter how... And I'll read it, but it's like, no matter how much you try to explain yourself in a kind and gentle and loving way, people can take what you say and turn it into whatever they want. And if I say, look, hey... If you're on medicated assisted treatment, fucking good luck, man. I hope you get everything you want out of life. I hope you find exactly what you want. But what I'm doing over here, I don't know that I can offer you anything. I really don't. I don't I don't know that I have the answers to your problem. They if, can turn that into I think they're fucking bad cuz they're using drugs. I mean, maybe we should go to that, that quote cuz that's interesting. Yeah. It's not our fault if others misrepresent what we say as individuals. We may avoid such complications before they arise simply by thinking carefully before we speak in public. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think you're right. There, There is an understanding that, like, there are people that 
cannot be pleased at times. It feels that way, at least for whatever reason, whatever they're going through, like no matter how nicely, calmly, compassionately I try to explain my boundary, whatever that may be, they don't hear it the way I intended and they hear it in some malicious way. But I also think that statement can be used very much like the idea of, you know, Bill W saying I helped so many people, but none of them stayed clean and I did. (laughs) So it must be working. It's very much like, well, it doesn't, I I tried all the ways to say it nicely and nobody heard me. Well, how much it also talks about, it's more important to understand than to be understood. So maybe we shouldn't run around saying some people are always going to take this the wrong way and fuck it. That means we get to do what we want and they're just going to take it the wrong way. Maybe we need to work more on hearing their side out instead of worrying about our side. And again, that's where we need to try to balance out these spiritual principles Mm -hmm. and make sure they're working in alignment with each other. If we start using spiritual principles, I mean, you can always take spiritual principles and use them to justify all kinds of stuff, you know, misbehavior and, and selfish acts by saying they're spiritual. That doesn't make them spiritual just because you can use that excuse. Mm -hmm. But I also think to other, you know, AA, for example, like they say, we deal with alcohol. We don't really deal with drugs. And and they're struggling with their own. It sounded like I don't I'm not in that fellowship. So I hate to speak out of line. But when we spoke to Lewis and talked about some things with AA, he expressed their internal controversy Mm -hmm. with having members come that were addicts. You know, and talking about addiction and how some older members didn't like it and had right. told them they weren't supposed to and how they're sort of going and uh, I'm going to say starting their own meetings where they do talk about it. But, you know, these things, that's the, the thing is they don't have easy issues. It's not clean cut. And it is, um, I hate to use the word a little messy, but it is a little messy, you know, it's and hopefully we can have discussions or you know talk about these things in a loving caring and compassionate way so that we're not hurting people so that we're not disrespecting people or making them feel bad about their pathway of recovery you know i am of the opinion that addiction is such a broad and and varied you know thing in people's lives it affects each individual in their own unique way and that recovery is the same way each person sort of finds hopefully a path that works for them that's going to suit what their you know needs are and help them find what they're looking for and i don't hold the opinion that this you know what i do works for everyone and then if you just do what i do you'll get what i get i used to believe that i don't believe that anymore i believe you can do a hundred percent exactly what the fuck i did and you get completely something different out of right. it like i i just don't think that's a thing this episode has been brought to you in part by voices of hope inc a nonprofit recovery organization made up of people in recovery, family members, and allies. Together, members strive to protect the dignity of those that use drugs and those in recovery by advocating for treatment, harm reduction and support resources, and mentoring. Please visit us at www.voicesofhopemaryland.org and consider donating to our calls. I think this tradition was so much easier when our conflicts came into things like, you know, what sports team is the best in right. what, what sport right. is the best in the United States and and even what kind of treatment works best and do you need to spend time in a recovery house? Like it was so much easier to keep our mouths shut there. I feel like this medical medication assisted treatment idea of replace drug replacement therapy, like all the this has made it really, really complicated to navigate where we need to go and what we're going to look like in 20 years. Uh, and and I, I just think this is like a, a real practice of where we probably should have no hard rules, like the tradition say, there's no real rules, right. and we should tread lightly, think carefully about what we want to say and, and what our ultimate goal is, which is to help people and, and learn as we go, like what is going to work for us and what's 
not? Where do we really need to hold fast to ideas just because we've had them forever? And where do we need to start adjusting? Like, and to be honest, those are what I'll say are the current opinions of Narcotics Anonymous stated from our world service as what I would call a, a I don't know, collection, collective conscience group of conscience. our groups. <laughs> um, none of that from the definition of clean to an opinion on maintenance programs. Like those things aren't in our basic text and they don't come up in our basic text or specifically in our literature. That's just the the understanding that we have now. And, and maybe at some point things evolve, but that's where an attitude, a spirit of, again, first tradition unity, you know, to other traditions, you know, we, our primary purpose, mm-hmm. like that's where those things become critical to our guidelines, not hard, fast rules that this is the fucking way it is and you need to be this way. I mean, our our fellowship doesn't have an opinion on fucking key tags and, and celebrating anniversaries and yeah. all that. That's just shit that groups made up, you know? That's not fellowship. Right. I mean, I can't say it's not fellowship stuff. That's not in our literature as part of There's nothing you're ever going to read in the basic texts. And when you get 30 days, you get an orange key tag. <laughs> like, that's just some shit we made up because we're self-centered people and we want to feel important. <laughs> and, and maybe one rule, this is my personal opinion, that we need to start doing. And I suck at this because I still use the word clean frequently because it's what I, you know, grew up with, so to speak. But maybe we need to stop that fucking clean thing because... That is referring to other people as dirty, right? Right. And our fellowship does, you know, and I think all of them do, like evolves and changes over time. And just mm-hmm. as, you know, again, Lewis mentioned back on that episode about AA, you know, how they're going through a change. Like we can go through a change too. You know, we can evolve and grow in our beliefs and understanding of things. And, you know, hopefully. So is AA going to become NA and NA is going to become like, M-A-T-A? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> uh, like AA's total abstinence and then NA's like... Who knows? Eh. I mean, you know, it, that, that's where a loving God, as he expresses um, our, his self and our group conscience, comes into play. You know, right. we we apply these principles to the best that we can. We try to not hold these hard, fast, you know, beat you down opinions. We mm-hmm. try to stay open-minded, willing to learn, willing to grow, practice principles to the best of our abilities, and let that spirit lead us, you know, to where we're going, what what we're doing. Hmm. And I don't know what that means. Maybe that means we support a bunch of people forming a new fellowship is what happened with us through right. AA. I mean, back in, you know, the 50s. They didn't evolve their fellowship. They just helped some members, you know, Jimmy Kay and some other members form a new fellowship. And they were loving and supportive and caring in that endeavor. And now we have what we have today, which is Narcotics Anonymous with, you know, all these meetings and millions of members. It's hard to picture AA if it continues the way it is, which, uh, I mean, it's more and more not just alcohol. It's hard to picture them becoming basically... NA with different literature without at some point they're not being uh, somebody that says, well, why are these two separate programs? <laughs> they're the yeah. same fucking thing. Like, I, I just can't picture that. So I, I don't know if we combine or if we do something different. Like, we're like, I, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. It's, again, it's, it's the autonomy of things. Right. You know, it's the autonomy of life. People just are different. We're just different. And what works for some doesn't work for others. And what, you know, weird opinions or weird connections we make. Yeah, it's just, it's so random almost. What else did the uh, tradition say that was important? Uh, Tradition 10 restricts NA as a fellowship from stating opinions on outside issues. However, it places no restrictions on the individual member. In Narcotics Anonymous, we believe strongly in personal freedom. So freedom of speech. Right. So what again what I take from that is me as an individual member if someone comes in that's on a maintenance program and they say hey I'm on Suboxone and it doesn't alter my mood or mind and I want to get a 30 day key tag that I can tell them like hey I I think you're clean. Some other people might not some you may find some conflict that's an individual's Mm -hmm. opinion 
you know, and that the fellowship as a whole doesn't hold an opinion on that. I mean, that's my understanding of that. That could be complete. I'm <laughs> sure someone else would argue that we do have an opinion on that, but well, that's there's my... a pamphlet. I mean, there whatever press for whatever that thing was right. press release. And as pamphlet. an individual member, like I might have a controversial opinion. Like, hey, I don't know. I'd be willing to try to work steps with you. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. I can't. You know, I don't fucking promise you anything, but. Sure, you want to try it? I'm game. You know what the fuck? You know I dig it. I'm gonna start telling everybody. I'm not gonna use the word clean, but I'm gonna be like, yeah, yeah, you're recovering, buddy. Get right. your key tag. Maybe we should change the key tag language. Um, and it does give a little bit of an out, and I won't read specific uh quotes from it, but it does at the end of that go into saying that basically anything that affects your personal recovery is. Um, room for discussion in a meeting hmm. that as an individual member, you know, I guess you're free to talk about any of these things, but being aware that when you go in and state these controversial opinions, that you should really be considering that first tradition of unity when you do that. You shouldn't be going in, you know, sort of with this divide and conquer or proving that you're right you want to come into it with a spirit of unity is maybe i can give an opinion that helps bring us together right not push people apart or make people choose sides that see i always think of that line as justifying like if we want to talk about the treatment center we went to and how it affected our life or we want to talk about the recovery house we live in and how it affects our life and pet peeve of my own when people use the disclaimer uh, at the beginning of their share. Hey, so I went to treatment and I did a recovery house, but not everybody has to do that. I, that annoys the piss out of me. I'm like, <laughs> right. you're just sharing your right. experience. You don't have to qualify that it's okay to do that. Like, if it affected your recovery, that's fine. So weirdly enough, I actually thought the opposite now because I do some H and I work where we go into outside facilities and share meetings, and I thought. Man, we need to change when we start every meeting and say, we just need to let you know that <laughs> this is each member's individual experience. This does not reflect the views of Narcotics Anonymous oh as a God. whole, so stories may differ. <laughs> yeah, so Experiences yeah. may differ. Like I now was like, oh my gosh, we need to be giving this disclaimer at every time we go into a facility. <laughs> Yeah, I just it, I feel like everybody says that now, and I'm just like, we we get it. Like nobody's saying because you did it, that's the way it has to go. I, I mean, you share about you, the way your drug use look like, and I don't think that that disqualifies me from being in here because mine look different. Like I, I just don't understand why we feel so necessary to disclaim that every time. I'm like, ugh. <sighs> Just yeah. get over it. Yes. Share whatever. Now, that's totally different than the time I asked in the circle at the end of the meeting to pray for the troops in Iraq or something that had nothing to do with my recovery, <laughs> right. right? Like, maybe that doesn't belong in the, in the meetings. Right. I'm stuck on these key tags. I'm wondering, like, we need to change the language on them. Instead of clean and serene, it needs to say something else, like recovering and happy or recovering and peaceful or something. Like, <laughs> take clean off of there, right? Right. Like, I know nothing rhymes with yeah. recovery, but I have said a bunch. Like I understand why we do key tags and anniversaries and all that, but I, I, I'm not a fan of it. Just in, in my, again, my personal opinion is like you could do away with all that shit. It really doesn't matter because I got out of celebrating this year. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, and I people, my predecessors have always sort of talked me into it and said that's what you're supposed to do, and. I, you know, so I do it, but I'm not convinced that it's right. I mean, I feel like nowadays so many people have substantial amounts of time and that putting these numbers on people, it's almost like you walk in with a different color badge or something mm -hmm. and put you into a weird category. I mean, sometimes I walk into meetings and I don't know anyone in the meeting and I feel as fucking awkward and alone yeah. and out of sorts as I felt when I walked in the first time. And it's not that I don't feel like I earned my seat or whatever the fuck you want to say, but I can feel just like, a. I mean, I am a brand new person. I am right. a newcomer in that meeting, in that environment. I know none of those people. I don't know the culture. Usually I can fill it out and fit in, you know, somewhat quickly. But there are times where I have that feeling of loneliness and isolation have been so overwhelming that as soon as the meeting left, I fucking left. <laughs> right. Yeah, I 
I've always told people they had to celebrate. It was a thing and you got to, it's your responsibility, your duty, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, I, I was able to grab my key tag at a meeting that wasn't my home group. Cause I happened to be sharing there on my clean date and, uh, almost forgot to grab it. Like mm. that just wasn't even really thinking about it. And then remembered right at the time, I was like, it is September 12th. And then, <laughs> uh, just never mentioned it to the home group and wow. don't feel pressured and I feel fine with it. <laughs> Happy anniversary. What was that? 19? 18. 18. 18. Yeah. I thought you had 18. Nice. Anyway. Still got a little bit. 18 years. But yeah. Long time. Yeah, it is. It is. But I, I didn't feel any kind of way about not thinking about the day, about not celebrating. Don't. And, and really, this is what it came down to. Like, I've always looked at it as meetings in Baltimore where I was, right? A ton of people, ton of new people. Maybe they'll benefit from your anniversary story, blah, 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 blah. Up here, I was going to share for the same five people that heard it last year. And it's like, why? I've been here every week. They've heard me share about everything that's happened in my life for the last year. They heard my story last year. Like, I just don't feel like it's relevant at all. Hmm. I I couldn't see any purpose. Last year, you you talked me into the purpose of introducing myself to my new home group. Okay, I bought that. But now I was like, for fucking what? What am I going (laughs) to run my mouth for? There's no purpose here. My only, I guess, rebuttal to that would be we show up and it's, you know, whatever, the the God's purpose idea. Like, I show up at my home group every week, and most weeks there's only three of us there because I don't know when the new person's going to show up. You know what I mean? I And I don't know. And I can predict and plan and theorize who's going to be there, mm-hmm. what's going to happen, and talk myself out of going. And then last week I went, and it was me, another home group member with substantial time that's usually there, and like eight other people that were six months or less, hmm. you know, which is really weird because then like me and the other guy with twenty some years that been in the home group forever are like outnumbered with all new people. But yeah. it was, you know, it was interesting, and it's like I have to remind myself, like, oh yeah, that's why we show up here every week, and some weeks none of those people show up. And there's been quite a few weeks recently where it's been two or three of us that stand outside in the parking lot and bullshit and hang out for a little while just to see if someone else shows up and we're going to have a meeting. Right. But it's like I do the footwork because I don't know when, you know, Mm. whatever, for lack of a better word, God's work is going to take place, you know. That would be my only argument is Hmm. that's part of our culture, so that's what you're supposed to do (laughs) because you don't know who's going to show up that week or benefit from what you have to say. Well, they would have benefited from what the rest of the group had to say if they showed up. (laughs) And they didn't God's will is going to happen no matter what. That's right. (laughs) Can't thwart God's will. All powerful. I don't know. What else does the tradition say? Anything else interesting? Uh, That was it for the most part. I mean, I think most of the, the... controversy around some of the internal uh opinions are what causes this one in particular to be interesting but you know we have a reading that we read at the end of our uh traditions you know in in a lot of meetings and it says you know the traditions protect us from the internal and external forces that could destroy us and i think that's because you know we if we take each one of these by itself and then try to beat people over the head with it and ignore the other principles that should be working in alignment with it, we can justify all kinds of shit, you know? You know, I was sitting over here thinking, you were talking about there's no rules about key tags, this, that, and the other, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to support anybody who wants to get one. I don't care if you're on a replacement therapy or anything like that. Sure, get a goddamn key tag. You got 30 days off of whatever drug that was causing your life misery. That's awesome. I'm with it. And now I'm wondering if maybe I don't need to go the other route because the tags do technically say clean, clean right. and serene on them, right? So maybe I just need to boycott and stop getting tags myself, right? Like if I want to make the argument that nicotine and caffeine uh, are, <laughs> you know, disputable about whether they're clean or not, since we're going to dispute whether things are clean or not, maybe I just shouldn't get one. Maybe I don't want to buy into the idea of being clean or anything. I just want to say I'm in recovery and. I've been here this many years, but I don't want to subscribe to this clean theory. Like, I don't like it. Right. And we had a 
meeting. It was quite controversial in this area where we had a meeting that had opened in a methadone clinic. They had wanted to have meetings there. And so we had a Narcotics Anonymous meeting that met in the methadone clinic. And there was some people that definitely thought that there was some conflict of interest and how are you going to do that? And what about key tags? Mm -hmm. And there was frequently people on maintenance that were getting key tags. And so a lot of people had a lot of opinions about that, which is where at the time I said, well, my solution would be just don't, you know, and I wasn't in the home group. So my fucking opinion didn't matter right, anyway, right. but my opinion, you know, to one of the home group members was, well, just cause he was conflicted. He was a home group mm. member there and people were getting key tags right after they shared about being on maintenance. And he was like, Oh, I know that's not right. And according to us, they're not clean. And you know, he's not wrong. I mean, that's right. what it says in our literature. And he's in a weird place of how do you manage that as a home group member he thought it was important that the meeting be there because then they're still getting the message that you know an abstinence-based recovery program was available and that if you didn't want to be on maintenance you didn't have to be like those sorts of things and so my thing was well just don't give out key tags just stop doing it right you don't have to that's it's not any. That's just a thing that groups do. That's group autonomy. You don't have to give out key tags. You don't have to celebrate anniversaries. You don't have to read any of those fucking readings if you don't want. You can open the meeting and go, hey, this is a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. My name is Billy. I'm an addict. Share about where you're at, what you're doing, anything that reflects your recovery. <laughs> can, Meeting's open. <laughs> and, and, and look, your home group, uh, just knowing what I know about it, if you went in and said, guys, I'm really wondering if we should give out key tags anymore. I'm sure there'd be some sarcastic jokes. There'd probably be a lot of dark humor, but there could probably be like an open discussion about, is that a thing? Do we want to stop doing that? I'm just picturing walking into my home group and saying <laughs> that idea and the pushback uh, or the just complete close mindedness to the concept of not having key tags at our meeting and why I'm like, I just can't, I, and and all my home groups, really. And a lot of times that pushback would have been me. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Not have key tags here. What do you mean not have an introduction and a prologue before we start our meeting? Gotta Don't, read every one of these. Not readings. open it with a prayer? Are you fucking <laughs> right? kidding me? And like, it's crazy how quickly we buy into these ideas. And you're right. Like, none of them fucking matter. We could open and be like, hey, I'm an addict named Jason. What do y'all got on your minds? Yeah. Like, that could literally be it. And we could have a meeting. Yeah, I mean, it says we are not interested in what or, you know, how much you used, who your connections were, what you've done in the past, only what you want to do about your problem and how we can help. If I ever start another group, we are not going to have key tags. We're not going to have a prologue. We're not going to do readings. We're not going to do announcements. <laughs> and it's almost, I mean, it's almost fun just to do as I say as an experiment, but just to let people know like, hey, this is like the spirit behind a lot of these traditions isn't. A guidelines for rules to lay out, you know, this is the way it needs to be is actually quite the opposite. It's a way to protect our anonymity, you know what I mean? To protect mm -hmm. the openness and the, the freedoms that we're supposed to be able to have here. Hey, man, you're struggling with addiction. You got a fucking drug problem. You want some help? Man, we're here for you. Check this out. You know. Yeah, but I feel like it would be a novelty. Like everybody would want to come visit that meeting once. Like, oh my God, it's the meeting that doesn't do anything. Nobody want to be a home group. Member. Nobody would ever come no back. Cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we definitely have cake. That'd be every our week. only rule. <laughs> yeah, fucking cake every week. Yeah, whether cake and Starbucks coffee. <laughs> there you go, cake and Starbucks. That's the only fucking traditions we follow. <laughs> Well, we can't have coffee because that's using. So, maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, but we're not. We don't care about using. We're not oh. talking. We're talking about being oh, yeah. in recovery, not clean. Okay. Fuck yeah. that clean. Shit. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna fuck with people. God, now I want to do it just to fuck with people. <laughs> well, that's the bad spirit, and that's I know. Uh, but it would be so fun to argue with people yeah. when they came we in. We don't want to be disunity, and it does say in here, like you know, it gets after in. It works how and why they have the spiritual principles of each tradition. And it says the the foundation of this one is unity. The, mm -hmm. the spirit of it is to bring people together. We're not trying to push people out or separate people or make people not feel welcome. Right. You know, the spirit of it is to be like, hey, man, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't matter what treatment center you were in, if you went to treatment, what drug you did, how much you used, you know, none of that shit matters. What matters is you're here today. What do you want to do? how we can help we are almost done with traditions 
There's only two more. We're going to muscle through this shit. What are we going to do next year? We're going to do a spiritual principle each month? Uh, we could. I was thinking of like picking a spiritual principle out of each step that went with the month and going with that. So like honesty. I think we did honesty. But we could do honesty again in January and then open-mindedness for step two in February. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to come up with Pick something. Pick a new person, come back through the steps again. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know that there's anybody. I want one here every month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got anything else? Maybe an AA person. Yeah. Talk about the AA steps. Well, we could do that in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about it. <laughs> be all done. Yeah. One through 12. Oh, look, you're recovered. Can't be Lewis or one of those modern AA people. We need an old timer, like yeah. 30 years, hardcore AA. Look, in one hour, you're totally recovered. <laughs> we worked all the steps with you. <laughs> It'd be an interesting episode, actually. We should bring somebody on to work the steps with us in an hour. Like, can we go through all 12 steps in an hour? Huh. That quick. I doubt it. I've actually heard of NA workshops where you can go work the steps, all 12 of them, at a workshop in a day. Huh. That was NA. I bet you they had pizza. <laughs> all NA workshops <laughs> took a had pizza. pizza break in the day. Right. So it was like, each step like gives you like 20 minutes. Pizza huh. break for an hour, and then the I'm, other. I'm gonna send everybody there when they're like, "Can you sponsor me?" I'll be like, "Just go to the workshop, bro. You're good. <laughs> right. You don't need me." Right. <laughs> I don't know. I guess this is our, our tradition episode that you gotta have a fucking right sponsor to work steps once a month or whatever. You can. It's it's informal and implied in nature. We don't have sponsors. That's just made up. <laughs> <laughs> it's all made up. The whole fucking world's made up. It's all a joke. Yeah. I don't know. Is this our shortest episode we've ever done? I don't know. How long is it? Like 52 minutes right now, but I probably got to cut like five of that out. Oh, yeah. We had a pause. Yeah. That can be our shortest episode. Fuck it. All right. Tradition 10. Go work it and don't have opinions of the fellowship in the world, but feel free to have all the opinions you want because <laughs> I sure do. And uh, stay safe. Did you like this episode? Share it with people you think might get something out of it. Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us.